everybody. Hi, this is Tom, the Ramble Right Hit Show. We're live on Prime48.com. Woohoo! Hello, everybody. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Hello! Hello! Hello, everybody. Um. Okay, we're here, we're here, we're here, we're here, we're here, we're here. We're here. Okay, folks, uh, we have... Oh, shut up, Dan. Uh, okay, they, they can hear me. Yay! And then Dan just criticized me for being late. But what happened was my laptop was trying to... Hey, shut up. Um, my, uh, my laptop was saying my disk, hard disk was full, and I was afraid that, um, 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 that I couldn't record the show if I didn't have any room. <laughs> so that's kind of important. So I had to hurt and delete some crap. Uh-oh, that's, that's uh, Bristow saying hello. Say hi, Bristow. Hi, Bristow. Say hi, Bristow. Meow. Okay, say hi, Doug. Meow. Lou, I'm back. Hey, Doug, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm good. And guess what today is, Doug? It's Veterans Day. Yay! And what does that mean? It means you and I both being veterans, we were... Honored by a number of organizations and businesses around the country. Yay! So I thought, considering it was Veterans Day, that we would send a big shout-out to um, to all the veterans, since we're both veterans. And uh, Doug, in case you don't know, Doug is my friend who is uh, in the Navy Reserve. And One then, more month. And one more month, and he's retiring. Is that correct? That is correct. And what? how do you feel about thinking that you're going to be retiring soon? I am so excited. It's like this has been forever coming. Yeah, because then how many years have you had then? 20 years and four months. But Yay! Well, congratulations. How long did you do? I did 21 and a half. So, there. I did it. Okay. Not you were 87, so. Yes, I was. I am. I was. Yes, I was. Do you get tricer? What? Do you get tricer? Uh, anyway, so we're here today to talk about Veterans Day, and then what we're going to do is I found a various, uh, different things, and we're going to talk about some bullshit stuff just to, you know, keep you entertained and crazy, and then we'll get some serious bullshit, and then we'll get some crazy bullshit and, uh, stuff like that. But before we go into it, I just want to say that we have, uh, uh, Dan, who's in the chat room, and he was a prior military person, so I want to say thanks to, um... To him for his uh, dedication in the service. So thank you, Dan. And then there's also um, some other people within the Pride 48 family, like uh, Larry from Q-Sledge. He uh, was a Navy person, I believe, if I remember correctly. And then also there's uh, uh, another person by the name of Hunt Cub and his partner. Uh, his heart partner was in the military. I'm not sure which, uh, but he did Soyev. And... And then we have, uh, I think, some others that uh, I'm spacing out. And then, of course, my washer is beeping. So, Doug, you get to talk while I go turn it off. Say something. Well, ah! we'd like to thank you for listening. Tom, as, as you all know, if you are listening to this program, Tom's been doing it for a number of years. We, uh, I am also a moderator for a men's support group here in South Bend, and we were actually talking about this show tonight. And the fact that Tom's been doing this every week, I believe, for, well, at least eight years, as far as I know. But it's always fun to know there's people out there who find a need for this kind of a thing, um, program. I mean, we all do do our best to support our community, and Tom's done a great job of that with this radio program. What did you say about me? How long have you been doing this now? You don't know? What kind of friend are you? Get the hell out of my house! Okay, nine years. 
I said eight, but... <gasps> you lying bastard! Bristol, bite him! Bristol! Bite him! Bite him! Chew his arm off! He's evil! Okay, anyway. Just disguise my, my arm as a cord for your... As catnip. As, no, as one of your... No, that's... Apple, that's, apple cords, and that that's repeat. repeat. Yeah, repeat does that. Okay. Okay, burp. So what did you say while I was gone? I just said that it was nice to be here, knowing that your listeners have been listening to you for a number of years, that you do this every week. I know! It's so exciting! Oh my God. But I do... I, wait, I'm glad you mentioned that, because I wanted to tell you... See... Folks, every now and then, I mean, not, I just wanted to tell you that there's some days where I'm doing the show and I'm editing and I'm getting ready to post it and I'm like trying to do stuff and I'm trying to post more shows. So I hope that you've been seeing that. Um, and one of the things that, uh, you know, I, I think probably every podcaster at some point uh, goes through this. And, you know, you have your ups and downs just like with anything. And I wanted to um, let you know that on the 10th, a uh, day ago, um, I got an email from. A gentleman by the name of Peter, and he lives in Indianapolis, and he wrote me this very nice email, and I wanted to give him a shout out because he's been listening to a lot of the shows lately, and I wanted to say hello and give him a big official hello. And uh, well, anyway, he wrote, "Hi, my name is Peter," um, and he says, "I'm a writer," and he says, um, "My writing schedule is typically at night, and I take breaks and during the, and drive around the city listening to podcasts." I just want to let you know how much I appreciate you entertaining me on the dark roads and letting my mind drift away from my stories into yours. I love if you would, and he wrote a book and he, he's talked about it, and uh, we may have him as a guest, you know, on the line on the show soon. Um, but he said, I just wanted you to know, uh, to send you a shout out, and if you're ever looking for a writing guest, I would be honored since I'm one of your biggest fans. So I have a new stalker, Doug. How's that sound? Give him my phone number. No! He's already married. He has a partner. He has a husband. He has a husband. So, sorry, Doug. But anyway, um, so I wrote him back right away, and I said, hey, you know, thank you. And then he said, because one thing I always love to do is I like to ask people how they heard about the show. And then I asked him, I said, well, how did you find it? And he says, I Googled it and found a list of the best. <laughs> he said the best. Big, you know, the best, capital letters, underline. He's got excellent taste in podcasting. <laughs> well, you have been dominated for awards in the past. I know. I haven't won. <laughs> I'm, always, I'm, always, I'm always one of these people going, yeah, great. Yeah, you won. Okay. But anyway, um... I'm just I'm just kidding about him being a stalker, Peter. You're not a stalker. But anyway, he said he, he found the show, and he he said he was very interested because of the fact that I live in Indiana, and he does as well. And he said started listening to your podcast, um, and uh, going backwards, and he's like listening to several of them, and he's really liked it, and uh, so it's really good. So I wrote him back and said thank you so much. I really appreciate it, and and uh, and so he said that. Uh, so it's really cool. I mean, I love when I get emails like this because it kind of revigorates me and want to keep doing what I do. And, you know, and I think it's awesome. So thank you, Peter. That was very, very wonderful. Now I'm going to go to the chat room and I'm sure people are going to criticize and make comments about what I just said. Okay, let's see what they said. That's what they said. <coughs> um, Tom is tough enough to tear a wet Kleenex. That's nice. Uh, and then... Uh, I think that Blue Jeans guy and uh, Mr. Green Jeans wrote, Peter, we are very sorry. <coughs> um, Tom is talking, and somebody's. Um, um, <coughs> oh, Megan, stop! Okay. Shut up, people, you're mean! Okay, anyway, so, hi, Doug. 
Hello. How are you? I am good. And so what do we do this evening, Dougie? Today's, as we said, is Veterans Day, so actually I did something that I don't normally do, which is I go went to lunch for Veterans Day with another veteran, and then tonight... Where'd you go? Olive Garden. <gasps> and what did you get? Uh, I had a... It was so... I had a salad. You had a salad. All right, good. And uh, what branch is your friend? In? He is a former Marine, although they say once a Marine, always a Marine, no matter one, whether you were retired or not. Yep. He's one of the most interesting Marines that I would ever know because it, in his own private life, he is, besides being married to a woman, he's also a cross-dresser. <gasps> oh, my. He's a rather interesting guy. Okay, they're saying get close to the mic, Doug. Oh, all right. Pretend like it's a big penis again. <laughs> Gross! He's licking the microphone! I gotta use that later! Stop it! And then tonight we went to Applebee's, Tom and I both being vets, and we were joined by our close circle of friends, Matt, Shane, Jim, and Anthony, who, over the course of however many years... years. That, that we've known each other, plus also that Applebee's has been honoring uh, veterans, because this is something relatively new. We all went out together, and this is the place we always have gone every year. Yes. Um, well, actually, Applebee's was one of the first restaurants to offer free food uh, to veterans. A lot of places would do like a, you know, a free car wash or a haircut. But then, you know, over the last, I'd say over the last two years, two to three years, um, a lot of a lot more businesses have actually been stepping up, and so I think it's really good. And I think we, you know, just like I say about GLBT people, that you need to support businesses that support you. Um, I think also because if you're a military person, I think you should also support businesses that support the military. Obviously, so I think it's really really important. So, and then I see. So just let you know, folks, if you go to um, rather than me going through the whole list. Uh, but there's a website called militarybenefits.info, and they do have a, um, a listing, a page just for Veterans Day stuff. And they talk about all the different places that offer free food or coffee or car washes or haircuts or whatever. But one thing I did want to play, uh, one restaurant I did want to tell you about is Outback. Uh, they're offering a free appetizer and a soda. But also the other great thing is that they're basically from tomorrow on, and I don't know when it's cutting off, but they're basically going to be offering 15, 15% off your bill, um, you know, uh, down the line. So it's not just for Veterans Day. So it's an ongoing thing. So it says, uh, oh, it's, it, I, I did find out it goes until the end of the year. So you get 15% off your bill and uh, from, from November 12th through December 31st. So we got to go to Outback and show them your ID or whatever you have to show them you're a military person. And that's all active, retired, and veterans get a get that discount. So there you go. My own employee, employer, Barnes & Noble, is actually, I think this is the first time in the five years that I've worked there that they've done anything for veterans, but they're offering, and it's a today offer today only. So for those of you who are on the East Coast, your time is running out. But on the West Coast, if you choose to go, you or your family members can go and buy a Nook e-reader, any of the three models that we sell, and you get 15% off, which is rather significant. Yes. Yes. Okay, so so that's really cool. So I just thought I would say, yay. So I just want to tell you all that if you are a supporter of the military, uh, that you should do that. If you're in the military, if you're prior military, you should check it out because why not take advantage of these things because you did, you served the country, so why not benefit a little bit from it? Um, the other thing I did want to talk about is uh, I found a, a website tonight as I was getting ready to 
prepare for this uh, show. And uh, I wanted to um, let you guys know uh, that I found out about an organization, and it's called America's Moms for Soldiers. Have you heard of that, Doug? I have not. Okay. Well, I guess it's based out of, um, I think in it's... Um, is this like Ma- Mothers Against Drunk Drivers? No, what it is, um, let's see. I'm going to pull up this. It says, um, uh, well, according to this article, it says, uh, Judy Smith set me straight the other day. She was sorting out cartons of small, cheap personal items, including travel-sized toothpaste, shampoo, granola bars, lip balm, trail mix that arrived daily in an office in Pompano, I don't know if that's right, um, Beach, Florida, where she and about 150 other volunteers operate an organization called America's Moms for Soldiers. And much of the stuff comes from customer donations at the airport shops. So, for example, if you're at a store and they say, would you like to make a donation to support the troops? Well, all the money that goes to that goes to this organization. And what they do is they put together basically care packages that are given out to to the service members. In fact, in September, the group sent out the 50,000th care package since it was registered in 2009. And uh, they are bigger charitable groups raising money for such packages, among them Operation Gratitude, which sends more than 150,000 packages a year to deployed troops, as well as to needy military families and veterans. And uh, and there's also another company called Paradies, P-A-R-A-D-I-E-S, a company that operates more than 550 stores and 75 airports and hotels in North America. And they do a program called Treat Our Troops, in which customers will donate items such as snacks, beverages, and toiletries, as well as reading materials and electronics. And the one thing I thought was interesting, it says that they're unique because it sends packages only to service members in Afghanistan, Iraq, and elsewhere in combat zones, who the group determines through working with chaplains and unit commanders don't have much home support. So what they're doing is they're trying to help those that don't have a lot of you know family or that. Because one of the things they said, we attempt to get our care packages in the hands of those. I call them kids, but a lot of them are older than kids. And one was even a brigadier general who doesn't get mail from home. And it says, Mail call no longer resembles the war movie scenes with soldiers trumple happily out of barracks to get letters and packages from home. Um, I could give you 100 scenarios with some troops who are not getting anything at all. And, and it says that some of these kids come from foster care, gravitated to the military. Some junior level enlisted people have three children back home and their families don't have the money. It costs a lot to send a care package. In fact, $14 for postage alone is even more than and even more for what you put into the care package. And so there's a lot of other different things in the article. But I just thought it was really interesting that they were doing this to help Pacific groups of people. And I was just wondering, what did you think of that? When I was in Afghanistan, we, we received all sorts of care packages. And it was very reward. Um, I don't want to say rewarding, but it made us feel very good that we knew that people back home cared for us. So when organizations like this exist, it's just... Heartwarming. Yeah, because, I mean, I remember um, when I went to basic training, and granted, basic training is only six weeks, but the thing was that there was a lot of, you know, people from all over the country, and whenever we did mail call, you know, the you know the sergeant would go, all right, get ready, we're going to do mail call, and he would read off names, and, like, some of the people would get, like, ten letters or packages, or, um, and then I was down there during Christmas, and I had all my aunts and uncles and my folks and my grandparents my great-grandparents you know all these people were sending cards and then the you know my nickname then was red and he kept he would read the card and go red 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 i mean i one day i had like 15 envelopes or something and then my mom sent a, pa- a back a package 
that had like cookies and brownies and stuff. So I was the most popular person that day because you're not allowed to bring that stuff into the dorm. So I was like, okay, guys, I can't eat all this. And so, um, you know, dig in. So I let, you know, people do it. And they went nuts. And so, and there was all these other guys that didn't get anything like, well, Red, you're getting a lot of stuff. And so... It, again, it was very humbling to you know to to get all that and you know and realize again how lucky I was that. Well, know, it works both ways too. When, both when I was in Kuwait and when I was in Afghanistan, like I said, I received care packages. When I deployed in two thousand five to go to Kuwait, we had before our flight to fly to Kuwait. We flew from Norfolk, Virginia. Oddly enough, we stopped at Bangor, Maine, and then Shannon, Ireland before we went on to Kuwait. But it was really interesting, in Bangor, Maine, we were met in the middle of the night by the, what this, this organization called the Flag Ladies of Bangor. And they came, when they, and this wasn't a one-time thing where they did this just once in a while. They did this almost every single time if there was a flight. If they found out a flight was coming into their airport, they were to meet all those people. They brought gifts, they brought cell phones so people could call home. They brought useful things like uh, toothbrushes and you name it. And then also when I deployed also for 2005, I, at that time I was a high school teacher and the first graders of the school where I taught adopted my unit. So they were sending us pictures and drawings and crayon or all sorts of stuff, food, candy, c- cookies, you name it, all the time. So one of the things that we did, like I say, it goes both ways. When we uh, were getting ready to come back home, we sent a big, a big box of boonie caps to all these first graders. Now, what's a booty cap? It's a desert hat that it's, it's it's part of your uniform, and they're made for the for the for the um, desert wear. They're kind of floppy. They they shield help shield your eyes against uh, the sun. Help keep Santa from getting in your collars. So we sent one to every single one of these little kids. I was lucky, and so when I did come back home, I got to meet with these kids. They didn't open this box until I returned, so that we could open the box together. And then another thing that we did, this goes back to the banger ladies. We found out while we were over there that one of the ladies who was the driving force of it was ill and in the hospital. So we got together and got all sorts of stuff and collected it and then sent it to her. Aww. And it was kind of cool. Well, that's awesome. I mean, I think that it's really important to not only think, you know, our troops, but also to think the people that are doing these kind of things for people. And I just think it's really important to... You know, to get back when you can, and, and I'm going to get into uh, something uh, a little well, bit later. But well, you said it right. You, if, for all the organizations who support us troops, it, it's, it's to our benefit and our honor to also thank them for what they do for us. Yeah. Thank yous always go both ways. Yep. I mean, like today, I, I went, I think it was Wendy's. Um, I went to Wendy's, to, or no, Burger King, Burger King. I went to Burger King today and got uh, a meal. And one of the things that they did during this month is that they were asking people to donate and they were giving money to, you know, to help support the military as well. So I just want to give them a shout out for that too. So if you get a chance to go to Burger King and eat their crappy food, uh, make sure you donate some money to the organization. So yay! So while you're clogging your arteries, you can donate money and give. Okay. Yes. How's that sound, Doug? So, sounds hardening. Yay! Okay. Now, we're going to do something uh, stupid fun now. And Doug gets to eat a treat. So, um, basically what I did is I went shopping yesterday. And see, this is a bag. And uh, what I did is I've been looking for these for a long, long time. And I I was shocked to see them on the shelf. But I was e- evenly more shocked by the price. But um, basically what I have in my hand, and I took a picture and I posted it on Facebook and everybody went crazy. 
excuse me about it. And basically what it is is Lay's potato chips have a bag. It's called Wavy Milk Chocolate Covered Potato Chips. They also have dark chocolate potato chips, but I bought the milk chocolate. And it's a whopping five-ounce bag, and it's $4 for this five-ounce bag of chips that are covered in chocolate, Doug. What do you think of that? Interesting, since I usually don't eat much chocolate or potato chips. Okay, well, folks, he's going to be... I've already eaten all the bag. I left him a couple of these, or one of these to try, because I'm I'm selfless like that. Um, well, so, Lay's potato chips, you can't eat just one. Exactly. So uh, so from last night to today, I've been... <coughs> and uh, so, Doug, you're going to eat the one, first one. Okay, go ahead, Doug. He's eating the chip, ladies and gentlemen. He's not making a lot of munchy noises, but he's eating it. But we're not supposed to eat on, on a podcast. That's rude. So so it's probably good that you can't hear you. But um, Not bad. What do you think, Doug? They're not bad. They're not bad. I think I might have preferred dark chocolate, but I like dark chocolate. Of course. You bitch about... I am not bitching. You are too. In fact, folks, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shame you right now, Doug. I'm gonna shame you because we were at Applebee's and the lady said the server came up to our table and she says, "Oh, we, we just let you know we have Pepsi products, we have teas, we have waters, we have coffee, we have blah blah blah." And he goes, oh, I, "I don't like Pepsi." And then he says, "Well, I'll get a diet Pepsi. It's not my favorite. It was my my first job. That's right. It's not my first choice." Yeah. And then she goes, and then the funny thing is, all the other friends show up, and she goes, would you like to refill on your Diet Pepsi? I know it's not your first choice. <laughs> Shut up. I thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so our server was giving you back. Back slapping you. Okay. 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 But we had a good meal. It was very nice. It was. It was. It's always fun when we get together. And inevitably, when you're in there, some other veteran, and it's usually the older ones, I love seeing the old World War II vets come through, but of course we're seeing less and less of them. So now we're seeing more of the Korean and Vietnam War vets. But it's always kind of fun because some way, one way or another, before you leave, you will end up talking to somebody who served before us. Yep. And it's kind of cool. Yes, it is. I had I, many years ago. I had the opportunity to, to interview uh, five of the gentlemen who served at Pearl Harbor, and you know it's one of those things where you feel I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. But it's always just the, the stories that the older folks tell. I mean, let's face it, war is war. But I will say that today's war, it's not your father's war. I mean, when I was in Afghanistan, I walked into the community center, which was our ways of going to the, to the computer, which in the older days it was, you know, you took out a pen and paper and wrote and you waited weeks and weeks for mail but here we are with instant instant emails and, and, and Skyping and things like that. And I remember that this one day I walked in and there was this lieutenant sitting at a computer, very cute one I might add, who was going goo 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 goo. And I thought, okay. And then I looked and of course I could see the picture of his little baby on the screen. So like I said, it's not your father's war. Yes. All right, well, um, in fact, uh, while we're eating, uh, I was talking to Doug, and all of a sudden, um, he, he seemed a tad bit distracted this evening, and I'm like, are you even listening to me? And he goes, yeah, it's just that there's a really cute young ginger sitting right behind you, and he's really adorable. And then I slightly turned. Without looking obvious. Oh, shit. And he was adorable. Adorable's not the, really the word. He was hot. <laughs> He was hot. We had a hot ginger. Yeah, he was sitting 
unfortunately, with a woman, which we're all sitting there going, lose the girl. Lose the girl. Okay. Well, okay, Doug, before I read the next part, I want to give a shout-out to the lovely people who are in the chat room. So every time I say name, you're going to say hi and then fill in that name, okay? Certainly. Certainly. Okay. Well, the first one is we have Crone. Say hi, Crone. Hi, Crone. Okay, and then we have the Good Humor Penguin. Say hi, Good Humor Penguin. Hi, Good Humor Penguin. And then we have Dan. Say hi, Dan. Hi, Dan. And we have the one, the only Miss Kathy Bacon. Hi, Kathy Bacon. She likes bacon. I'm glad there's nobody there called Jack. Kathy Jack? No, hi, Jack. <laughs> okay, we're not on a plane. Anyway, um, we also have a Mib. So that hi. is a mystery person that has not revealed themselves who they am. So say hi, Mib. Hi, Mib. And then we have uh, that blue jeans guy and uh, Mr. Green Jeans. Mr. Green Jeans? Um, and do you serve a cat kangaroo? And then at that blue jeans guy. Say hi. And the blue jeans guy. Hi. Hi. And and guess what? Guess what? They're they they say that their anniversary is the same day that Rogers and I anniversary. And folks, I just gotta tell you, breaking news. That um on the tenth, November tenth, which was yesterday, Roger and I celebrated our one year anniversary. And then for all you single folk, you can send me your email, phone number, pictures, name it. I'm single too. Don't call yourself on my show. Why not? You're supposed to say congratulations. Well, congratulations. See how rude you are? You're, it's you're, it's you're, all about me. You you're just that. thinking about yourself. Me, no, me, me, me. No, there's another show called that. It's all about me. You can't do that. You can't say that. There is? Yeah, there is. There's a show called It's All About Me with Ed and Mark and Dan. And Dan is part of it. And Dan, he's all, they're a group show. They do a thing every week. They're really good. They're fun. You should listen to it. Are they on the Pride Network? Pride48.com, yes. So, yeah, so say hi to Ed, Mark, and Dan. Say that real quick. Hi, Ed, Mark, Dan. Because I know Ed will be listening to this later. Good. Yay! So what happened was... It's like was, incest. You guys all listen to each other. Yes. Oh, my God. We listen to each other. Anyway, so um, so David, that blue jeans guy, and Mr. Green Jeans, uh, they say that their anniversary is the same day that Roger and I anniversary. So on the How floor, long have they been together? Uh well, they've been together. Well, I think they've been friends for a while, and then they've been in like dating. So I don't know exactly. They're listening, so they can tell me. Type in the room how long it's been. Uh, but they said their anniversary is the same day as ours. So, so, so anyway. So I just want to tell you, folks. Now, I haven't said all, oh, Roger. So we're going to do that all in the chat room. So um, I think we do relationships better and longer. We do. I think so. Okay, good. Oh, we also have Gary in Albuquerque. Say hi, Gary. Hi, Gary in Albuquerque. Albuquerque. And then we have the one, the only Mr. Toppy Smelly. Say hi, Toppy Smelly. Hi, Toppy Smelly. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a nice guy. He's amazing. Uh, anyway, so um, so this weekend, uh, I got to spend time, of course, with my Roger. He's just so nice. He's really handful of them. And uh, so we had a really wonderful weekend. And unfortunately, due to uh, you know his evening on Monday, we decided to celebrate our... Uh, anniversary on Sunday, so we went out to eat too. We went to a place called Carabas. Have you been to Carabas, Doug? Not in a very long time. In fact, the last time I was there was with you, Jim, Matt, Sh- uh, no, no Matt at that time, Shane, Anthony, and unfortunately, Nick. Yes, and uh, it's a really, really awesome Italian, mostly place. And so we went and we had a very nice meal, and then we had a lovely talk on the way there and the way back and you know and so i just want to say hi roger and i love you and i haven't heard i haven't got a text from him, so i don't know if he's listening but he better be listening but i don't know if he's listening but um 
But anyway, we have an update, David. We are we have an update from David Doug. We have an update from David Doug. And where's David? And David is that blue jeans guy. Oh, okay. okay, so he says we've been having sexual relations with each other for two months. They've been busy. They're they're doing the nasty. See, do you agree with that, Bristol? See, see, Bristol agrees. So then they're not doing the blue Bill Clinton Clinton thing where they said I did not have sexual relations. No, they're having sex relations. They are yeah. having sexual relations. Stop hitting the table. That man. Yeah, they're doing it all the time. In fact, like he rabbits. Was, yes, they were supposed to see. He was supposed to listen to my show uh, last week, and he's like, "Oh well, Mr. Blue Jeans wanted us time." I was like. Well, what about the rest of the week? Why couldn't you... One hour is all I ask. Was one, it good for them afterwards? I don't know, but they were smoking. I could see the smoke from here. It's like, it's like you know, Sarah Palin in Alaska. She can see, I got the Russia from my house. Well, we saw smoke from their house because they were doing it so much that it, it was causing fires. They okay. burned down the house at least. Yeah. Oh, Roger. Okay, so everybody, um, so everybody say, oh, Roger. So say, oh, Roger. Oh, Roger. <laughs> That sounds like dirty. Okay. Anyway. Okay. So anyway, so there we go. Yay. Okay. So um, so people in the chat room are typing, oh, Roger. So we just want to say uh, yay for Roger and me. Roger and me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Roger and me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And now people are making, uh, posting pictures of... Because, see, um, see, David is that blue jeans guy. And then Mr. Green Jeans is Mr. Green Jeans. So what happened was uh, this one person by the name of Dan posted this picture and said, this is what the kid would wear, you know? Hmm. <laughs> see? Because <laughs> it's green and blue together. Okay. <laughs> oh, Roger. All right. So anyway, so yay. Uh, so we just want to say thank you. Um, yeah. So it's, I can't see your comments, by the way, because the only way I could do that is if I were sitting in Tom's lap. Yeah, we're not going to do that. Okay. All right. So, um, Doug, we got 29 more minutes. Now, I told you to have some homework, and I told you to come up with things to talk about. And I'm sure, because the look on your face tells me that you didn't do anything. I told you I had a busy day. Okay. Well, you also did something tonight. What was that? Are you talking about the men's group? Yes. I've been moderator for a men's support group here in South Bend for the last five years. And we meet twice a month, second and fourth Tuesday. And it's been a very interesting experience. I enjoy it a lot. But I have to say that for the most part, it's like myself and the co-moderator. We have this beautiful gay and lesbian resource center here in South Bend that's been largely unused for the last five years, except for the men's group, the women's group, the transgender group, and the teen group. And that sounds like it may be a lot, but it's really not. And so this beautiful facility sits unused most of the time. And just in the last six or seven months, they finally have started opening up three days a week with volunteers for three hours at a time. For anyway, But anyway, the men's group has been meeting since October of 2009. And generally speaking, we would be, besides the two moderators, a party of one. But the last two or three meetings, we've actually had six or seven people show up. And I'm kind of getting a little invigorated about that because it's exciting to see some new, pe- new people, new faces, and some conversations that are much more interesting than just one person who usually doesn't talk much. You know Ira, who doesn't talk a lot, but he's wonderful when he does. But And when, when the topics go down the tubes, we end up talking about science fiction movies, but that's about, or books, and eh, you know, there's more, life, more to life than that. 
So conversations have always been interesting. We, we meet for an hour and a half every, like I said, every two Tuesdays a month, and it's kind of fun. Well, cool. And I, I just, see, I just wish that, um, you know, my show is always on Tuesday, and normally, you know, I'm going to have to try to get there more often because I'd like to, you know, check it out. But see, years ago, folks, just let you know, we had a resource center that was in a different part of our area, and it was a much bigger group. They had a big men's group. They had a big women's group. They had the youth group, and they also had a transgender group. And it was really, really a big uh, thing, but then unfortunately, you know, due to finances, due to things like that, that uh, it kind of went away. And then it, I'm glad that it's coming back. I just wish that more people would be involved to to make it more involved. Because we used to have all kinds of acts that would come. We'd show movies. Like, in fact, one time uh, years ago, I did a, I hosted a movie uh, that I got an exclusive from TLA Video, and we watched a movie. And then we did a fundraiser for the organization, and we raised you know a lot of money for them. So it was really cool. So. Um, I just wish that we could. I wish we could do more. That was actually one of the topics tonight. We, we have a board of directors for the group that I think, I love them dearly, but I think they're incredibly timid about doing things and 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 overanalyze and plan and discuss and plan and discuss and plan and discuss ad nauseum. Whereas we now do have a new executive director who's really who's a transgendered woman who's wonderful who is taking the bull, bull by the horns and really going full speed ahead. And one of the things we talked about tonight we thought actually might be fun, and I have to do some footwork on this, is to see if maybe we could do a gay bingo night <gasps> and start doing some more things. And, and they also have this thing here in South Bend that meets once a month. It's the first Saturday, no, excuse me, the second Saturday of every month called the Gay Gorilla Bar. There are no gay bars in South Bend or Mishawaka any longer. We have two bars that are gay-friendly, but not gay bars. And the Gay Gorilla Bar, what they do is they take over a straight bar for the night, and lots of gay folks show up and boogie their asses off. And I'm going to also approach them to see if they can't maybe do some more advertising for us. To We, we just don't seem to be getting the message out that we exist, and I think that might help. Well, awesome. Well, I mean, I, I could, and I hope that maybe we could, uh, maybe I could get some people on to talk about the different events, and we can maybe try to get some more local people there, and uh, you know, see what we can do. Well, you and I have talked in the past about maybe having one of your radio sessions at the men's group meeting. Yeah, that'd somewhere. be good. Try to talk to people and and uh, put people in a spot. And hey, what's it mean to be gay in the Midwest? Yeah, we could do a, a, a lots of interviews. How many people were there tonight? Seven. Seven. Well, we need more than seven people. I don't know. We, we need 5,000. Okay. <laughs> That'd be great, but we don't have that much room. I know. We used to have, we could have parties. We could have parties. We need to get more entertainment and stuff like that. So that'd be good. All right. Well, folks, uh, let's see what the chat room's saying. Okay. They're showing pictures of older military people and, uh, and lesbians with little kids. And then the, ooh, that's pretty. And then, see, they had this one. I, ooh, look at the guy. Ooh. Hot guy with kitty. And then we also have this picture of all oh, these two military people look like they're canoodling. Oh, and then, oh my God, there's two men kissing. Oh, oh, oh my God. And, oh, look at that. Guy's touching the other guy. Oh my God. Oh my. He's a sailor, too. Oh my. Ooh. Oh, ooh, look at that. Oh my. And then there's that photo of. Um, well, I don't know. There have been times in the past when Tom and I've, and I've been on Tom's program when we've talked about what it's like to be gay in the military. And one of the things that I thought was kind of interesting is the year that um, Don't Ask, Don't Tell went away, I used to be in a, a, a part of the Navy called Combat Camera. And you've all seen these pictures when a ship comes in from sea where 
the families are all sitting there waiting with their fam, the, the wives, the daughters, the sons. And they're all waving their flags and they're waiting for their loved one to come off the ship. And the minute they start coming off the ship, there's this mad rush to, to meet their, and greet their loved one. And kissy, kissy, hug, holding the kids. And, you know, some of the sailors would get to see a baby for the first time. And one of the things that we discussed when this was coming up, we knew that Don't Ask, Tell, Don't Tell was going to go away. And we knew that the press was waiting for that first ship to come in when it was okay to be gay in the military. And we were waiting for, the press was waiting for that one photograph. They wanted that photograph of that same-sex couple rushing into each other's arms and kissing. <gasps> and Combat Camera said, we want that photo. We want to take the photo before the press does and, and do with it the same thing that they went. And I'm sitting there going, who are you people? Because I never thought I'd ever hear my colleagues say, we want a same-sex picture of people kissing. <gasps> no. And we did get it, too. The, particular, the first ship came in after that, which was the USS Teddy Roosevelt, which is an aircraft carrier, a humongous hunk of steel. Hard steel, five five to six thousand people aboard her, and the first kiss we got, and we got the picture was of two lesbians kissing. Aww, it was yeah. cute. Aww, well, I I did, you know, there's a lot of controversy about that one couple. The, it was a straight, I mean, the gay male couple where the one like jumped into In the his other arms. Guy. And what what did you think of that? I thought it was like kind of got me in the heart. It, it did. It was and the guy jumped into the guy's arms. He had his legs wrapped around him. It was yeah. like, I mean, that almost sounds dirty, but if you saw the picture, it's not. It was, yeah. very, rom- it it was, was very romantic. Yeah, it was very sweet. And I, but then I know there's a lot of people that were bitching and moaning about it. You know, get over it. Both on both sides, you know, like the straight. Oh, look at that! Blah, blah, blah. They're fine. They're homosexuality. Blah blah blah. And then there was even some gay people that were bitching about it. And I'm like. Come on, they've been they've been separated for a while. That's your loved one. I'm sure that if it was you who could not see or be with your significant other or your family or your kids or and whatever. this is a marine, which you know marines are known not to be touchy feely. Yeah, so I I thought it was very awesome. So now what I want to do is I want to get to a um a little because we got 20 more minutes and we'll talk about more BS. But but I, I did find one thing that I wanted to share with you that I thought was interesting. Um, and basically what it is, it's um because obviously today is Veterans Day. Um, and one of the things that um, they, I read on USA Today was that here's five um, stats uh, about um, World War II veterans that, I, that maybe people don't know. Um, the very first one is, it says, about 60 million Americans served during World War II. There are now more than 1 million living World War II veterans as of January 1st, 2014. An estimated 413 World War II vets die each day. And by 2036, they'll probably be no more living World War II vets. It says most living World War II vets are in their 90s, and also the average age for soldiers was 26 years old in 1944. Sailors and Marines were generally younger. So what do you think about that, Doug? Numbers have changed amazingly. So, I mean, back in the day when there was a draft, in fact, this is something I talked about on my Facebook page today, that less than 2% of the United States population serve in the military. And during the Vietnam War and probably uh, also the World War II and probably Korea as well, the average age of someone who served the military was in their mid-20s. And in Vietnam, actually, the average age was 19. And you've, you surely have heard the song 19. That, and, and it's pretty much the same today. The average service member is quite young. So 
that's one of the things I think has changed by the fact that we are a voluntary a voluntary military service now. There is no draft, right? And I think this is one way for young people who don't have jobs, who don't are not going to college. The military is a good alternative for them, but I'd hate to think I would like to think there's better things for our young people to doing than learning how to kill or coming back from war with injuries and. All sorts of psychological traumas. Right. Well, and see, that, that's one thing that I wanted to um, share about. In fact, I, um, I posted a link to this, but it's, uh, it's for the website called WoundedWarriorProject.org. And uh, I'm sure you probably have heard of it, Doug. I have, and it's, yeah. it's a good organization, and they do all sorts of things to help troops when they come back home reacclimate with civilian life, or <clears throat> if they're still in the military, military, which there are lots of services for them also, the Veterans Administration, that kind of thing, VA hospitals. And oh, actually, that's more for people who have retired, but there are military hospitals that, I mean, there's all sorts of services that were not around for people in the past. Like, for example, one of my, one of my friends when I was in elementary school whose father fought in the Korean War came home and, and he was in institute for the rest of his life because he suffered from shell shock I don't know if you've ever heard the term before today we'd probably call it PTSD I mean the man couldn't have, couldn't function in society anymore yep yeah. well see that's one thing that I um, and if you have not if you don't if you're not familiar with what this um, but again it's called woundedwarriorproject.org and what they do is they do a lot of great things and I wanted to you know just read this one article um Basically, um, which I, I mean, this little column about it, and it says, um, he says, the Wounded Warrior Project serves veterans and service members who incurred a physical or mental injury, illness, or wound coincident with their military service on or after September 11, 2001. As many people know about 9-11, is that approximately over 3,000 people were, were killed, uh, including hundreds of firefighters, rescue workers, and many wars. Note a sense of duty to volunteer for the military following that tragic event. And then basically it's talking about how we've been in Afghanistan and Iraq and uh, all these other different um, events. And so basically what happened is uh, surviving the battlefield, it says, with advancement in battle uh, field medicine and body armor, an unprecedented percentage of service members are surviving severe wounds or injuries. For every U.S. soldier killed in World Wars I and II, there were 1.7 soldiers wounded. And Operation Iraqi Freedom and Operation Enduring Freedom, for every U.S. soldier killed, seven are wounded. Combat, over 48,000 servicemen and women have been physically injured in the recent military conflicts. Which, which means, folks, just to give you some statistics, and this is amazing, but it's 6,836 people have died. 52,247 have been wounded. Um, there's 320,000 estimated TBJ, TBIs. Um, oh, that is called traumatic brain injury. And then also over 400,000 suffer from PTSD. So, I mean, the numbers are staggering. And then also one of the other statistics that's really incredibly sad is the number of suicides uh, that are happening with our military when they come back home. Uh, the other statistic that's mind-boggling is the amount of service members that are um, homeless. And so there's all these different things. And so one of the things that this organization does is to help them, you know, get the rehabilitation need. They help them get support. They help get them back on their feet. They help the families to help their loved ones who are returning from conflict. And they're able to do all this stuff. And it's really, 
an amazing organization. It's something that I donate every month, and I think that it's really important. So if you are listening and you do have the money, you have the resources, if you'd like to make a donation, you can do a one-time donation or you can do a month-to-month, which is what I do, and, and I think it's really awesome. So I just want to say, again, if you want to check it out, read more about it. Get the information. This is an amazing organization. It's called WoundedWarriorProject.org. So I'm going to give Doug a second to say something, and I'll be right back. Good. Well, organizations like this, I think, are really amazing. And, and I personally have known two, two sailors who came back from, from Kuwait, in our case. And we didn't even see battle, but two of them committed suicide when they returned home. I don't think that – I'm very sad the fact that we are making incredible gains on medical treatments – but it comes at the cost of war, and it kind of saddens me that, you know, it used to be we said that technology was making leaps and bounds because of NASA. Well, we can say the same thing about medical technology is making leaps and bounds, and it's all because of war. In the in the World War II, some of this technology gain, technological and medicinal gains that we made was because of the research that Nazis did on people. And, and I mean, that just appalls me, and nobody ever actually, I don't believe anybody uses any of their studies to show or to, how do I want to say this? We don't use this, the studies that Nazis did to improve medicine because it's so unethical. It was based on an unethical happenstance. And I kind of feel the same way about today with medical medicine, all the advances we made. I, I'm, I'm endorsing all wholeheartedly that we are making all sorts of gains. Like if you are a service member now and you are going to be in combat, every single one of us who went overseas is taught how to do a IV, administer an IV in case somebody steps like an IED, which is an explosive. So you know how to do basic medical triage on them or medical treatment to so that they can at least live long enough to get to adequate medical facilities and then they, they do everything. You, you've seen the movie MASH. You've seen the TV show MASH. This is that to the nth degree. Back in those days, it was just MASH units doing those things. Now it's all, each and every one of us who, who work, on the, work out in the field who, if we can keep our heads about ourselves and our wits, we can save someone's life. Yes. Well, I, I know. I just think it's you know. I just think it's really awesome. In fact, I got this um, every month. I get a booklet from Wounded Warrior um, Project, and what they do is they have like all these different stories about how they're helping people. And I'm looking at this thing right now. It's like the top ten list stories of impact. Um, and they add this uh, this guy. Uh, his name is Luke. He says Wounded Warrior Project made contact with me when I was still at Walter Reed. When I arrived there, I had nothing but my hospital gown. So getting the Wounded Warrior pack, uh, backpack really meant a lot to me. Um, another one is uh, by the name of Jessica. She, she's a Wounded Warrior. She says, it all started with the gift cards and Christmas help, but when it really did help me was learn how to advocate for myself and be okay. Another person wrote, I, I got a loving, a loving family and a great support from this group. I was lost for a long time after I got back from Iraq, and now I found a purpose with Wounded Warrior Project. So I think that's good. So this guy is you know giving back. Um, and it says, you also got a level of comfort for many of the men and women at WWP have been in your shoes. They helped me when the stress of recovery was the greatest. They provided opportunities for me and my father, who is my caregiver, to get away. We participated in Soldier Ride, had a wonderful times on fishing trips, and even got to meet my favorite baseball player at Tampa Bay Rays batting practice. So, I mean, there's a lot of different things they do. And, and one of the things that I also um, found on their website 
and I got to find it. But basically it says, um, these are some of the things that these people say. It says, I went to a foreign country and when I came back, this, this was the foreign country I lost. I'm lost, I'm scared, and don't even know what to do to make it better. Uh, the result of their injuries, 70%, 7% of the warriors are permanently housebound. Uh, 75% of the warriors have less than a bachelor's degree. Um, as wounded veterans, the most challenging aspect is I cannot do the things that I once did. Um, finding gainful employment is very difficult. Um, and it also says that you know the blasts the, uh, were the most common cause of injury. And also it says 6 in 10 have been hospitalized as a result of their injuries and health problems. And also the number that says the top five most commonly experienced injuries or health problems have been sleep conditions, post-traumatic stress disorder, back, neck, and shoulders problems, depression, and anxiety. And so all those things. So just imagine if you've been injured and then you're a young person and you were married and maybe have kids and then you have to come back home and, you know, dealing with all that. I just can't imagine how how difficult that can be. And so I just wanted to say that's why I, um, I see this. And then also um, the actor James... Gandolfini, I'm probably mispronouncing it, but he was on Sopranos. He did this amazing documentary about where he interviewed these um, veterans that were coming back, and it was it's very eye opening about what's going on to these young people. And I just think that you know we need to do something to help them, and I just think it's really important. Um, you can't imagine when you come back from from after having served overseas in, in combat, and I didn't see much combat as per se. My my role was much different than that, but. Nobody comes back from a war that's not unaffected by it. I don't know if any of you listen to NPR, but they do this thing called StoryCorps. And they recently ran a story about this one family whose son came back. And I think he was like 24 years old. And this was a very young man who, who before he went over, was outgoing, friendly, jocular, very athletic, very friendly. Everyone loved him, was attracted to him like a magnet. And when he came back from from fighting in Iraq, he was a totally different person and and reclusive. And, you know, if you get the opportunity where you can see people who have served, do everything you can for them, whether it's just give them a hug or what have you. This young man, one his father talked about this in the interview that he said that one day that the while on Christmas this year that he did not show up at the grandmother's house and he never, ever missed Christmas at grandma's. And his sister found him hunched under a blanket back at home in his apartment alone. And then a few weeks after that, they took them, took him into their parents' home because they didn't, they were scared for him. And they said one day that the son, when his dad came home from work, asked, I mean, here's a 24-year-old asking if he could sit in his dad's lap. And, and, and that, I, I mean, I'm just getting all teary thinking about this. But then the father said the next day when he came home from work that he knew that there was going to be something wrong, and he came home to a, a silent house, and the basement door was open, and he looked down the stairs, and there was a son that hung himself in the stairwell. And we, we send young men off to war, and I don't know that we know how to make them all right when they come back. And, we, and everybody, it's, we owe everybody who, who serves overseas, they're, they're doing something for our country, whether you agree with war or not. I mean, even those of us who serve in the military... We're not gung-ho. We're not out there going, I want to kill them. That's not the way it is. And like I say, if you can do anything for them when they come back, do what you can. Yes. Well, I mean, I, again, see, that's the kind of story that just when I read them, when I see them on the news, when I, you know, I see what these young men and women are having to deal with, and it just uh, breaks my heart. And knowing that so many of them are 
hurting themselves just like when we had years ago with the GLBT kids killing themselves. It's the same thing. Um, and I just think that we need to do more. We need to be more supportive. We need to do, you know, the government needs to do more. And I think the VAs are, are you know, stout now finally, you know, doing more. But I think we need, to, we need to step up as well. And so, like, when you see a military person, if they're in uniform or you hear them say something, you know, stop and thank them for their service. Um, donate if you can. Um, if, you, if you have things or if you're near a base and you, you find out that they have a group like these, you know, donate stuff. Get involved. Do something. Because a lot of times by just simply doing more, you're going to get more in return. And I just think that it's really important. So that's why I wanted to do tonight is, you know, an honoring of our veterans to thank them for what they're doing. Um, and in, in earlier times, everybody who you thought of as military, you didn't even give as much of a second thought that they might be gay or lesbian. But now that it's illegal to be in, you know that they're out there. They've always been there. I mean... One of the generals, one of George Washington's generals who saved the United States Army's ass was a gay man from, from Austria. So we've always been in the military. So now, for those of us who are listening to, to Tom's show, who, who you listen to every week, I'm assuming most of you are gay or lesbian. I would probably say 90% of you, if not more. <gasps> no. No. But um, <laughs> think about it. We can serve now legally. So when you see people coming home... You know, it's not like we wear a pink triangle in our uniform, but somebody, I, I personally know four people that are gay and les- or gay or lesbian that I've served with, and we are there. So thank them, too. Yes, very true. All right, well, I just wanted to do that show tonight, and I just want to thank all of you for taking the time to listen. I hope that uh, you in- did enjoy this, and I hope that you are, you know, doing something special to honor our veterans if you have someone in your life that... Uh, dedicated and I love today. I loved, loved, loved how so many people uh, were posting on Facebook were pictures of either themselves in the military or they were posting like their fathers or their mothers or their uh, you know grandparents or whatever. I just thought it was really cool as I was scrolling through and I was liking every single one of them. Um, I just thought that was really awesome because I just think that you know we need to remember and especially like the world war ii people um you know they unfortunately they are dying so we like toppy wrote earlier says we should be talking to these we should be recording this stuff um and i think it's really important to get these stories out there and let it be heard and um well don't think about just being veterans day or memorial day because you know veterans day off honors the people who are serving memorial day for those of us who who lost our lives serving but don't think of it just as a one-day thing. Like like Tom said a while ago, there's a lot of organization companies out there honor um, service members every day. Lowe's had, gives a 10% discount to, to their customers that are military. And there are lots of organizations out there that do that. So don't think of this as Veterans Day, just this is the day that the one day that you should honor these people. It's just like 4th of July, July is not the day we celebrate our independence. Well, these are things that we can do, there are, or there are things that we can do every single day to honor our country, honor our service members, or whoever. If you get the chance, go visit nursing homes. There's lots of old people there. And if there are old people there, you're going to know that some of them are veterans of war. Yep. And uh, and also, if you if you like, for example, if you are gay and like in Chicago, they have a great GLBT organization to help those who are in the military. And I've interviewed several of them. And uh, it's... It, it's it's quite amazing. I'm trying to get more people um, from that organization on the show, um, but uh, they they do a lot of amazing things. And so I just want to say thank you know again, you know thank them for what they do. And uh, and I'm trying to find a book. 
that I got from the uh, library, and it's about World War II, and I, it was just amazing. And I, the, as I was listening to it, I was just kept going, wow, wow. I mean, it was just so uh, amazing. Uh, of course, I can't find it. Okay, I was just going crazy. It's just driving me crazy and audible. But, um, oh, I don't see it. Anyway, so um, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Well, there's a book I read also that was about gay, uh, gay, uh, say, or not sailor, a gay soldier in World War II. I think it's called Lord's War, but I can't remember for sure. I'll, I'll, I'll give the info to Tom if he wants to pass it on. But it was interesting. Basically, I mean, it's, it's dry reading. And I don't want to say that means boring because it's not, but it, it is dry reading. And it was about a man who served in World War II who was gay. And we don't hear those stories very often either. Okay, I found it, folks. It's called The Story of World War II. Um, it's written by Donald L. Miller. And it's narrated by Michael Kramer. And it's 24 hours and 58 minutes. But I want to tell you, folks, it is an incredible, incredible, incredible book. So if you get a chance to read it and or listen to it, you will be totally blown away by this. I mean, it was just amazing, all these different stories about all these different um, men and women who served during that time. So it's very, very important lesson. I think, like anything else, you should go back and revisit the past because you cannot, you can really learn from the past. And I think it's really, 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 really amazing. So go check it out. Story of World War II. Now, um, so Doug, well, we got two minutes. And so what I want to do, folks, is see, um, you know, I love my friend Doug. He's an amazing guy, and he's been a good friend of mine for a long, long, long time. But one of the things that drives me crazy is he's very, very anal about certain things. So this, this little while ago, I was, you know, doing my online shopping, looking for things, and I found this perfect T-shirt that was really telling of him. So I went ahead and ordered it, and I told him that I was going to give it to him this evening. Now, we only got a minute, Doug, so you got to... So um, I want you to... What does that say? <laughs> it says I am silently correcting you. I'm silently correcting your grammar. It's because <laughs> I call myself a grammar Nazi on Facebook. I have, I'm sure there are people who hate me because I will point out that they're using the wrong form of, of one or their or it's, you name it, I do it, and I, and I can't help myself. Because he's a teacher at heart, folks. So, um, well, so I am I, a former teacher. He so. is a former teacher. So I, had, so I got that for you. What do you think, Doug? <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to wear that. Okay, good. So he's going to wear that and torture his uh, friends and family. So there you go, Doug. So, Doug, we only have less than a minute, so say goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. All right. Well, Doug, everybody, I want to say thank you so much for taking your time every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to listen to my show at Pride48.com. It's a great, great group of people, and I love, love, love every single day I'm listening to the shows. So I just want to say thank you. So go to check out my website, RambleRedHitted.com, and uh, all that good stuff. So I'm going to say goodbye for now, but you take care and have a most wonderful week, and I'll talk to you later. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. goodbye.